This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Dare to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. This is an interesting episode for me, or an interesting intro for me to be recording because I'm recording this under a blanket. (laughs) Yeah. So I was listening to Pretty Basic with Alicia Marie and Remy Cruz last week, and they were talking about how they're not in a studio. So they were recording the podcast in person under a blanket because it improves the audio quality. And I have such an echoey apartment because I live in a big studio apartment with like one rug or two rugs in here that really don't. If you're if you don't understand audio, it's fine. I won't bore you with the details, but it's super echoey in here. But like I just always thought, you know, my audio is good enough. It's pretty good. But now we're going to try out the whole blanket thing. You know, I can't really do that when I'm recording with guests because that would just be super awkward and I would sweat to death for an hour under here, but we can do it for 10 minutes. (laughs) So I will definitely record a photo or video on my Instagram story for you on Dare to Self Care podcast. For podcast listeners only, we do not need to put this on my personal Instagram, but just so you can see the things I do for you and how I'm recording this because it's definitely a sight to see. (laughs) So let's jump into what was in alignment and out of alignment for us this week. So for me, YouTube, I hit 4,000 subscribers. So exciting. You know, I mentioned this on the podcast with Taylor Woods recently, but Before I was in the YouTube space or like the influencer space, I would kind of cringe whenever people would celebrate hitting a certain amount of subscribers or followers because I was like, yay, all those people love you. All those people follow you. So exciting, I guess, like kind of cringeworthy. But really for me, when it comes to YouTube subscribers, it's just a signal that this community is growing. People are resonating with my message and it helps motivate me to keep going, but also You know, for those bigger celebrations and bigger milestones, like getting the 100,000 subscriber plaque from YouTube, it's just exciting to get that recognition and acknowledgement for all the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into creating YouTube content. Like, it's so much work. So to get a tangible plaque is just such huge recognition from YouTube. But for me, it's just like, I want to celebrate every small win. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, you can't just celebrate those huge, huge milestones. It's fun to celebrate along the way and recognize the people who are there resonating with your message and supporting you and joining the community early on. It's exciting. So we had 4,000 subscribers this week. And thank you so much if you are a subscriber. If you're not and you think that you don't have a YouTube account, I'm here to tell you that you do. It's owned by Google. You literally go onto YouTube and sign in with your Gmail account. Can't tell you how many times I've had to tell this to my friends. (laughs) But you do have a YouTube account if you have a Gmail. So feel free to subscribe and support me on there. And if you already do, thank you. I love you. And let's jump into what was out of alignment this week. You know... You know it's a good week when it's hard to think of what's out of alignment for you. The only thing I can think of is something that I've said so many times. So yes, it's meditation, okay? We don't have to harp on it. We don't have to talk about this for long. I've been meditating like once a week for 10 minutes. You know what? I had a good week, so like no need to keep talking about this right now. But like I've said, I just think like with my new schedule, it's not like I'm just waking up to work from home all day. So that was way easier to just meditate every morning, but... Because my schedule is different every day, it's just like hard to fit it in. Although I could if I wanted to. I need to get back into it. But we'll just see when that happens. I I don't know if it's going to be a summer thing to do it every morning for me. We'll see. I'll keep you guys 
posted and abreast on the meditation situation. But today I did wake up with my friend at 6.30 a.m. for Erica's Manifestation Monday. And that was like a 30-minute meditation. So it was really nice to do it. I don't have to do it every single morning right now. It's okay. But yeah, that was out of alignment. And I did a poll this week, as we spoke about last week. I said I was going to on the Dare to Self Care pod Instagram. I did a poll on if we should keep the breathing in and breathing out part of this segment. And every single one of you wanted to keep it. Not one person said that they cringed from it. So we're keeping it. Sorry, Ethan. I'm I'm done cringing over it. Now I love it, knowing that you guys love it. So let's breathe in more of what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. It really does feel so good. So we're keeping it. And let's get into the guest of this week. Her name is Courtney. Fit for Me by Courtney is her brand. It is her mission to help inspire people to live healthy and happy lives through movement, real food, and mindfulness. She believes that taking care of ourselves allows us to better show up for ourselves and our people. That message sounds kind of familiar. (laughs) She teaches Fit for Me workouts, which are workouts designed to sculpt lean and toned muscles throughout the entire body, boost our mood and energy, and leave us feeling amazing both mentally and physically. She offers Matt Pilates bar and yoga-inspired workout videos. So if you love Melissa Wood Health, she does like Melissa Wood Health workouts but with fun music. So you could try it out. We actually did an Instagram Live on my personal Instagram, Jen underscore Lauren with two N's. Go to my IGTVs. I saved it there. You can try out her workout for free there. I absolutely loved it. It's more of like an upbeat better music situation but like similar workout to Melissa would help so I absolutely love her workouts and we spoke about a ton of shit (laughs) so we spoke about the power of low impact workouts how to find the workout that works best for you and makes you happy how we can make healthier versions of our favorite foods she gave us so many yummy healthy recipe ideas and we spoke about sort of like how to change your mindset around cooking and make it a more positive one She does so many recipes on her Instagram, shows them on her Instagram. So we dove into that more and I got so many ideas, which was fun. We spoke about how small self-care activities can create great lasting impact. And then we got into some entrepreneur stuff. So starting a podcast, working for herself straight out of college, and some tangible tips on how to become a fitness instructor and get started in that industry if you're interested. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Please screenshot this episode on Instagram stories if you're loving it or send it to a friend. Both help so much. I love seeing that you're listening and enjoying it on Instagram and then also sending it to a friend and sending it to someone who might need to hear it or enjoy this episode just helps us grow the community. So thank you again for all your support and enjoy the episode. Let me know how this audio sounds, by the way. Let me know if it's worth it to be sitting here sweating with a blanket over my head or if it was fine before. (laughs) Bye. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. This has been a long time coming. If anyone does or doesn't follow me or Courtney on Instagram, we actually did a live workout. So you guys have to check out her workouts when you go to our Instagram live and then check out all of Courtney's workouts. But let's start with your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success. The first one that came to mind is movement. Very cliche, but as we all know, it really does make the biggest difference in our mental health, which is so important, and just how I feel. Like if I get my efficient workout in in the morning, I feel on top of the world, more energetic, more just like better mood, better version of myself overall. And so I have to say movement, even just like, it doesn't even have to be working out, just walking or whatever that is for you and whatever makes you feel good, it's so powerful. Yeah, I always say that my creativity and any ideas that come to mind, they only come up if I'm moving or walking or even stretching. Like if I'm just sitting and being stagnant and not moving my body, there's never going to be like a flow of new ideas or anything. So I, yeah. I always say movement is like 
my top necessity when it comes to my energy levels and everything. Do you work out at night ever or just the morning? Not usually. Um, mornings Me neither. are my thing. Yeah, not like too early in the morning. I would say I work out like sometime before nine because I start working at nine and I'll work out anytime before then. Yeah, I have a similar schedule, but I don't like work out first thing in the morning. I need my coffee to settle in. Yeah. I need my energy. And then a workout is like the best thing to start my day. So I'm with you. Exactly. Love that. So I want to know how you even got here. You know, what was your relationship like with fitness growing up? Is it something that sort of came later to you in life, you know, falling in love with fitness? Or is this something you've always been interested in and your family's like, of course she became an instructor. Like, what's the story behind how you got here? So I like did sports like when I was younger, like all the different types of sports, basketball, dance, whatever. But I stuck with dance from like three years old on, um, was a dancer for 16 plus years, danced in high school and just, it is very typical that I am like a Pilates bar yoga instructor. Like it's so me, it's so my body and the way that I love to move. And my senior year of dancing in high school, a teammate of mine and I got into running. We would like run a mile before practice and then slowly turned into like two miles before practice. And we ended up starting running like half marathons together. We, I think we ran like three half marathons together and then we ran wow. a full marathon together. So that was, oh gosh, how many years ago now? So I graduated high school in 2014. So however many years ago that was. <laughs> and then like us running got us into, you know, like once you start moving, it feels so good. You want to do more. So then we started getting into like going to lifetime fitness and group fitness classes. And I really always loved like the, when we would have workouts in our dance practices. So always been passionate about it but yeah we'll get into like the style of workouts that I started getting into and where we are now um but then I decided to major in exercise science kinesiology in college which I went to university of Minnesota and I actually got certified to teach group fitness right away my freshman year taught group fitness all throughout college while studying exercise science so it's very on brand for me that I am now a full-time instructor got it so growing up as a dancer, did that affect your mental health at all? I know a lot of people that I speak to, friends, people on the podcast, just anyone who grew up in the dance studio mentions this idea of just an emphasis on body image and having a weird relationship with having to stare at yourself in the mirror dancing and comparing yourself to everyone around you. Did you experience that at all? Yeah, I totally get that. Honestly, no, I didn't experience that. I would say that I was like super confident kid. And even in high school, I would say that like any body image or like comparison issues that I've had have come from social media, like more since high school and like since social media has blown up. And that's why I feel so bad for girls who that's all they know is growing up in a age of social media um but growing up dancing like i went to a studio that like wasn't they didn't mention anything about body image like it was just like a happy healthy place i had so many healthy relationships with my best friends and i don't know i think i was just kind of innocent and like the fact that we didn't have social media really um the way that it is now it just didn't really cross my mind now it's totally a thing and like something i'm aware of and like i'm constantly trying to do things that um like follow certain people on Instagram that make me feel good and uplifted because I know if I follow the wrong people that I'm gonna feel bad about myself and have those body image issues and but growing up I didn't and I love that I think I just had like a really pure childhood <laughs> amazing so yeah. now that it is more of a thing now and you, I totally love the tip of following people who make you feel good and unfollowing anyone who you know it's not their fault that they might trigger you but if it's triggering you might as well unfollow them Yep. So is it sort of this thought process of like, I'm a fitness instructor, I'm trying to sell fitness, so I feel like I have to look my best. And then when you see other instructors, you start comparing yourself. Is it that sort of mindset? Not necessarily. I think because my brand and my approach to fitness is so not focused on what you look like. I think that I don't really think that way. Like it's all Amazing. about mental health and feeling good. Um, but 
people I, I totally agree that like it has nothing to do with the people that I mute or unfollow it's it's not even instructors that I'm unfollowing it's like I don't know certain people in LA where I feel like they have their whole life put together and like they're always I don't know look all put together and you don't you just follow certain people and then you're like this is not making me feel good about my life or who I am and when I unfollow those people or mute them and just kind of focus on the people in my life and like present with my family and friends, like that's where I'm most confident and happiest and like not really having that negative self-talk, but we can go down a spiral if we're consuming content all day long that makes us feel bad about ourselves. So I like, I would say like once a month, just like naturally kind of do a refresh of who I follow on Instagram. And it always feels like a weight lifted off of my shoulders. And I always come on my stories right after and I'm like, I know I say this all the time, but like seriously, cultivate like cultivate a feed that makes you feel good and social media can be a really great, powerful, uplifting place. So that's kind of how I approach who I follow on Instagram and it has been a game changer. Yeah, I get it. I think we can all relate to that. It's not it's you're saying it's not even like specifically to your occupation or anything. It's literally just the daunting dark hole that is Instagram and if you start following the wrong people that don't make you feel good it can be a really dangerous place but if you're really intentional about who you're following I agree it can be super uplifting and inspiring and even if you follow like quote Instagrams and stuff like it could totally be a positive space and it's kind of on you to figure out if you are opening the app and it's making you feel super negative who can you unfollow and then also who can you follow to make you feel good so I really like that whole idea I think social media it gets a bad rep or it gets a really great rep when it comes to business but it's really all about curating your own feed at the end of the day and making sure that it's a place that makes you feel good because inevitably we spend a lot of time on there right I know it's concerning and another thing that I did Um, I was following like a lot of people who are doing the same thing that I'm doing, like online fitness instructors and stuff. And I like, I think it was sometime this year, six months ago or so, I just like, I follow people that aren't doing what I'm doing. And it's kind of nice just to like stay in your own lane. I feel way more creative because I'm not like seeing what other people are doing. And I'm just like going off of what I'm passionate about, what, where my heart is, what I want to offer the world. And I think that's cool. Like it's been freeing because you're not worried about what other people are doing. You're just focused on you and your community. And I think that's been really powerful. Yeah. And you're not playing the whole comparison game of like, oh, they did that. Maybe I should do that too. And like second guessing your own structure of your business and your, you know, social feed and everything. So I think that's a really great tip just to keep it to your community. And some people find inspiration from others. But sometimes you can get caught in the spiral of the comparison game. So I think if you know that that's what happens, then more power to you that you know that and you're aware of that and like can can shift your your feet accordingly. Yes, exactly. So true. So you mentioned before like the fact that you chose more low impact workouts, and I know just from taking your workouts that it's a lot of Pilates and it's low impact, but it's still super. Like you get a really great burn and a really great workout, but I feel like there's this impression of low impact workouts where it's like people who maybe aren't as knowledgeable in the space or just grew up learning from personal trainers or something that to get a great workout and to see transformation and feel different, you need to be doing high intensity workouts, cardio, going on runs, sweating intensely, boxing, and they might look at low impact workouts as like, oh, you do that on a rest day or you do that when you're lazy. Like, I feel like there's some negative connotation there. I personally love low-impact workouts. As a girl, I don't want to wash my hair every day. I want to feel that burn. I feel super sculpted as opposed to, like, a high-intensity interval training. I feel amazing, but there's nothing like a Pilates burn, in my opinion. So I'm curious, like, why Pilates for you? Because you started with running and dancing and stuff. Like, when did you discover these low-impact workouts? And I guess, like, what do you have to say to that idea of low-impact workouts? Yeah, I a thousand percent resonate with everything you're saying. I have so much to say on this topic because obviously I'm super <laughs> passionate about the workouts that I share. And I always like to start this conversation off by saying the best workout in the world is the workout that you love. 
as an individual, the workout that makes you feel your best. Like my best friend and I, my best friend loves hit workouts. I love Pilates, bar, whatever, sculpting workouts. And that's what makes her feel amazing. And this is what makes me feel amazing. So I never want to shame like hit workouts or any other style of workout because we're all different. We all have different bodies and different needs. Um, one of the most common DMs that I get are from girls saying like, um, I really want to make the transition, but I'm scared that I'm not like burning enough calories or exactly what you said. They, they don't understand how truly effective low impact workouts can be. And this was life changing for me, this transition. So kind of my story is after I got into running, um, I got into like hit style workouts and I was working out for like a couple of years, like 60 minutes a day six to seven days a week, hit style workouts. If I didn't get a workout in, I was like down on myself, hard on myself, like would almost get like anxiety around it. And it was like three years ago now, maybe even longer. I just kind of had the realization of it kind of more started with the physical side of things. And it was like, if the results that I'm wanting are more like lean tone sculpted muscles, why am I doing these really intense jump squats, sprints, whatever? Again, nothing wrong with that. Just kind of, I, it was a thought that popped in my head. So I started doing these more Pilates inspired exercises and then it slowly developed into the workouts that I now do and teach and love. And I have posted, like, I'm not a believer in like before and after photos, but I posted before and after photo on my Instagram. And I was like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the first one. Absolutely nothing wrong with the second picture. Both so beautiful. But you can tell in the photos, like the transformation I had in my body, like a lot leaner and just like those long lean tone muscles that I am referring to. So that's kind of what shifted me into them. Since then, it's all about the mental for me. Like the workouts that I do now give me so much energy like they give me life as opposed to like killing me and making me feel like dead the rest of the day when I was doing really intense hit workouts I had like a way spiked appetite felt like bulkier and swollen obviously there was tons of benefits to the workouts that I was doing but making that shift for me like it just agrees with my body I feel like this is the perfect workout for my body and like you said, the workouts are hard. Like I, my bread and butter is like a 30 minute efficient, full body, nonstop movement, killer sculpt class. Yes, it's a low impact and we're like not pounding on our joints or like doing super deep jump squats and stuff like that. But like our heart rate is up, our muscles are burning. Like it's hard, like it's a solid, solid workout. And so I think that some of the exercises are deceivingly hard and people don't understand that until they do them. That being said, like, I know this workout's not for everyone, but it can be for everyone. Like, let's say you love HIIT workouts and do those like three days a week. Like, it doesn't hurt to sprinkle in some like Pilates sculpt classes on top of that routine. And it doesn't mean you need to do only Pilates or only HIIT. So that's kind of the route that I take with fitness. But no, I am like never felt better in my whole entire life. And I've been working out for how many years? And this style just like makes me feel on top of the world, like gives me all the energy and I absolutely love it. That totally resonates with me. I, prior to the pandemic and working out from home, I loved like a, a strength training class, Metcon, a hit class. Like I loved it. And I agree with you. It would spike my appetite up and then I would eat these huge salads and then I have IBS. So it would spike up my bloating and it was just a whole cycle for me. And then once we were in the pandemic, I was like, okay, well, now we're working out from home. All I have is a yoga mat. Like, what can we do? So I started, I tried out like Melissa Wood Health and I got into these Pilates classes that I felt so good. I felt like anxiety was really at an all-time high the past year. And Pilates just feels so nourishing, but yet like you get sore and you feel strong at the same time. And it was just like an experience that I never really had before. It was really calming for me and I was used to just like really high intensity pump up music, like crazy cardio workouts and I just realized like they just weren't the best for my body and I agree with you. Like I do, sometimes I have a huge energy burst and I just need to like let some steam off and I want to do like a boxing class. So you can still, 
Yeah, so I have this new, I'm sure it's a term already, but like I keep saying this term like intuitively working out because recently every week I feel like I want something different and it's kind of fun. It like allows you to listen to your body and your mind and figure out like, do I really want to blow off some steam and like go for a run or do I want to like feel super calm and like feel a burn right now and like lay on the floor and just burn it out? Like I just think it's so important to really figure out what you like, what you want, what you need, what your body needs at any given time. And I totally agree that it can be a mix of everything or it can be discovering something that's more low impact and realizing, oh, I've hated working out my whole life. Like I have, I have a few friends that are like, I forced myself to work out, but I hate it and I'll never like it. And I'm like, well, maybe stop forcing yourself to go to spin, spin classes because maybe you just hate the cardio because I know I do and find out like a different way to get that in that makes you feel really good because there's no point in working out if it's not going to benefit your mental health as well. So I love that your whole message ties that in too. It's like do what works best for you because the whole point of movement at this point is to feel really great mentally. Because if you're doing workouts just to look good physically, but then it's tearing you down and tearing your energy levels down, and it's just really important to like take note of what workouts make you feel your best and which ones you're feeling like you're forcing yourself to do. Yes, for sure. And you can find a workout that makes you feel and look your best. Like it's like a win-win, which I love that. So that's completely. So if, yeah. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, that's totally me. I've always hated working out and I just force myself to do it. What would be your tip on sort of like someone who feels totally lost in the fitness world and doesn't know how to figure out what works best for them? Where would you tell someone to start when that seems like super intimidating? I would say try out different classes that have sparked your interest, different styles of working out because you don't know until you try how they make you feel. Obviously, there's tons of free workouts on YouTube and Instagram. I also think that so many free workouts can be a little overwhelming in so many styles of workouts. So something that we've been doing we just reached a year so since May of 2020 in the pandemic, um, our monthly workout challenges. So basically every morning when you go on the Fit For Me app, it tells you what your workout is for the day. And people have really, like I've been blown away by the feedback of how much they love that structure, being told, just waking up and pressing play, being told what your workout is. Cause I think sometimes we can get lost scrolling on Instagram or YouTube for like 20 minutes. And then you're like, okay, I could have already gotten a good workout in by then. So Maybe find a program that has structure um, and a style workout that you love and something you can stay consistent with. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. And also YouTube is a great tip because they're free. So you don't have to go around like trying a million workouts and spending your money on classes when you don't like half of them. So I think that's a great tip. There are so many like five to 10 minute videos where you can literally look up on YouTube, like five minute boxing the next day, five minute Pilates and like, just see what you like. I think it's yes. so important because until social media, I think there was just this idea that you had to like go on the treadmill, lift weights. And like, that was it for working out. I feel like, or you take a spin class, but now with social media, like you can really see if you do a deep dive or even on YouTube how many workouts there are. Like there is something for everyone and I think it's so important to find what works for you because it's not about how you look. If you find a workout that makes you feel amazing, like it is the best tool in the whole world to start your day with that. It's a mental tool, an energy tool, a focus tool. Like I just think people get carried away when you're promoting fitness and think that you're promoting like, oh, get this six pack. But if they really listen and follow the right people like you, it's really just to feel your best. And not because you look amazing, but literally it makes you feel your best. And then if you find a workout that makes you feel your best, you'll keep doing it for mental clarity and then it'll come to fruition physically. Yes, exactly. I always say like the physical is the icing on the cake. Like do what makes you feel your best inside and out and Yeah, it's so true. Movement is medicine and so powerful. Yeah, I love that. So you also talk a lot about like real food and recipes. So 
what do you mean by real food and what's the importance behind eating real foods and how can we find real food, healthy recipes, you know, when we're not into cooking or people are super intimidated by that? Yeah, so food is overwhelming. There's obviously so many different ways to eat, so many different diets. There's keto, paleo, Whole30, dairy-free, gluten-free, grain-free. And I ditch all of those like labels. I don't subscribe to any of them. Um, I think the one thing that all of those things can agree on is that real food is good. Whole real foods that grow on the earth, plants, um, fruit, like my diet kind of is focused around vegetables, fruits, um, healthy fats, proteins. I eat meat, but I try to focus on really high quality meat, um, organic, grass-fed, all of that, and fiber, greens, but I eat lots of carbs and I incorporate like pasta and potatoes and quinoa and brown rice, white rice, whatever into my diet. So I do try to get a lot of vegetables in. Like I am such a firm believer that plants are medicine and I like to revolve my meals around there. Um, so that's kind of my main focus, but I eat like dessert and chocolate and pizza and pasta. And I'm also always making like my favorite foods, just like healthier versions but that's honestly like what i crave like the more you eat healthy right. the more that you that so like every day i'm eating some sort of like pizza pasta cookies it's just there's so many healthier versions of those things out there so i never feel restricted i'm always satisfied i love my food i look forward to my food so much and like it's such it's happiness for me i love creating meals that are so satisfying but also nutritious and just finding a balance that works for you and makes you feel good again not focusing on what you look like not counting calories like i have no idea how many calories i eat in a day i just and sometimes i'm eating out of boredom or eating just because it makes me happy like no one's perfect and it's just about enjoyment for me and eating real food nourishing my body with real food is just what makes me feel so good that's what keeps me motivated to it's not even motivated. That's just keeps me craving healthy foods that the fact that they make me feel so good. Um, as far as cooking, like I just, there's so many recipes on Instagram. I love to follow the defined dish, Rachel's good eats, um, half baked harvest, savoring the flavoring has good recipes, but yeah, all the meals that I make are like under 30 minutes. I also create a lot of meals and post about them on my Instagram. My go-to meals, trying to think, one of my go-to dishes are these, like, it's shut the kale up, plantain crusted chicken tenders. And I make those literally every week. And then you, like, mix almond flour and plantain chips and blend them up with seasoning and then, like, bread your chicken tenders with them. And then I, like, chop those up and put them with greens and bell pepper and banana peppers and shredded carrots, cucumber, like, all these vegetables. And then I love tesame's habanero ranch dressing or like um bitchin chipotle sauce i put that on anything and everything and just like make bowls so like or like rice or potatoes with chicken sausage and greens and vegetables and like the ranch on top so i like to throw things together in bowls otherwise i'm always following those bloggers for new and fun recipes yeah i live at home right now with my parents and i'm constantly cooking them healthy meals that like they're not they're they're healthy people, but obviously not like as into it as passionate as I am. But they like genuinely love the meals just as much as they would love like a not as healthier version of it. If that if that makes sense. So you can find yeah. so much enjoyment in real food. It doesn't need to be boring. It doesn't need to be broccoli and chicken breast and rice every single night. And yeah, that's kind of my approach to food. Well, first of all, I feel like I just got so many great ideas, <laughs> and that's the best part about social media, though, because. There's a reason that, like, our parents, they might eat healthy, quote-unquote, but, like, my mom didn't know about cauliflower rice until, like, years after I was making it for a while for myself, for example. And it's the power of social media. Like, we have all of these accounts that we can follow. Again, this is, like, why social media can be used positively. There are all these accounts we can follow to find, like, healthy, fun alternatives to what makes us feel like crap. So, like you were saying pizza I could eat a whole pie and feel like crap or I can like make my own healthier version of it 
feel great. And also, I was talking about this actually with my boyfriend the other day. Like, cooking is a really mindful practice. You are focused on the task. You're not on your phone. You're not, I mean, maybe to look at a recipe or something. But you're, like, totally zoned in on that task. And it's, like, a great thing to get into. It feels super intimidating and frustrating after a long day of work or just, like, if you're not used to cooking. But once you get the hang of it and have some go-to recipes, it's actually really enjoyable and like a nice mindful practice all around. So I've really been getting into it lately. And I think all of those accounts you just shared and yours are so helpful to so many people who are like, I want to make some healthy, easy meals, but I have no idea where to start. And it's just like scrolling on these accounts, seeing a photo that looks good and then finding the recipe and Most of them are easy. Like, I feel like it's on trend to make, like, healthy, easy recipes. And there's just so much information out there. And it can be so fun. Like, I love making a healthy penne vodka. Like, it's just fun. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Definitely. And it's very therapeutic. Like, if you – I spend all day on my phone between work and social media. And, like, it's my time to, like you said, be present, not be on my phone. Or I'll, like, put on Netflix or something and it – or music and if you view it in like that therapeutic way it's actually enjoyable and yeah you don't need to be spending over 30 minutes working on a meal it can be super easy and then cooking cooking more meals at home is just so good for us obviously eating out is fun too but like majority of the time I like to know what's in my food what oils and all that kind of things yeah and I feel like I used to have such a negative relationship with cooking because I was so drained at the end of the day from work when I did go to an office, that I just viewed it so negatively and was so frustrated by it because I'm like, I want to save money. I want to be healthy. I should cook, but I have no energy. And it was just like this constant cycle. And I think now when things start to go back to normal, I have such a different mindset to it because I'm like, we were on it all day long. It's so nice to come home and then just unplug and focus on cooking if you think of it in that way of like a therapeutic way or spending time with a loved one and like, I think mindset is everything. We were talking about it with movement. We were talking about it with social media. Now it's with cooking. Like you can really change your mindset with anything that you want to do. If you want to like create a healthy habit, I try to just like change my mindset around it. And thinking of cooking in that way has really changed my entire mindset around it for me because I'm like, oh, it's like a self-care activity instead of like work. Love that so much. So you also speak about how like the little, you know, things that you can do for self-care activities add up to a much larger picture. Can you speak more on that? Because obviously this audience is very into self-care. Yes. I think like we're talking about with movement and with food, same thing with self-care. It's all the little things that add up. You don't need to like overwhelm yourself or think that your day has to be perfect. Like... I'm just trying to think of the little daily healthy habits I do every day. Drink lots of water. Start my morning off with water. Have a nice cup of coffee that I absolutely love. Starting off the morning taking literally two minutes. It's so cliche, but writing down what you're grateful for or affirmations takes two minutes. Like literally makes such a difference in my day. After work, unplugging, spending time with your boyfriend, your friends, your family, being present. Like all such simple life things that really add up and like make us feel better and more loved and hot baths at night tea at night after dinner and dessert like the most simple things I'm just like obsessed with all the little things and I think that they play such a role in like my mood and um, how I show up for the other people in my life like if I'm not filling myself up if I'm not taking my alone time that I know I need as like an introverted extrovert like if I'm not doing these little things, I can feel it. And so they're really important to me. And and they just become like second nature. Like it's not even a chore at all. It's They're enjoyable, as I know you know that too. And it just makes a difference in who we are. So I love that you have a whole podcast surrounded by it because it's really important. I'm with you. And yeah, I, I get nervous because I don't want it to ever come off as like, you know that like aesthetic meaning of self-care where it's like go buy the matcha and like, It's so much more than that. It's my message has always been exactly what you just said. Like you need to take care of yourself before you can go and take care of or entertain or give energy to 
anyone else. And like those little daily anxieties that we have every single day, which is why I love starting my day with a workout and meditation because every day inevitably there's like things that we're just anxious about and worrying about throughout the day. And those are only going to feel 10 times greater if you're not taking the time to just like somehow do something mindful, maybe even if it's just cooking, doing something to like bring you back to yourself and just like take a breath. And check in with yourself almost. And for some people, it, it's it's such a foreign concept. But once you get into it, it's like you said, it's so enjoyable. And it makes life so much, it makes you so much happier. And then like people in your life feed off of your energy because you're in just such a calm, centered space because you're taking care of yourself. So I completely yeah. agree with you. I think it's like addicting in the best way possible. Like if it's like, if I can feel this good all the time, why don't I keep doing this? Yeah. Right. So you also have a podcast and I want to talk about, I want to like get into, this is all so important, but the fact that like you started this business is also major. Like, yes, we're talking about the nitty gritty of the business, but like, let's talk about being an entrepreneur because there's a lot that comes with that as well. So Why did you start your podcast in addition to having – because I don't think that's like – that doesn't necessarily come with, you know, having a virtual workout studio and providing workouts. It's it's definitely building your own personal brand. But what what made you want to do podcasting? So the Fit For Me by Courtney app where I stream all my workouts, that is my life, my focus, my business, what I am like – head over heels passionate about the podcast is fun like it's just a side fun honestly I haven't posted an episode in a little bit um I need to get more on top of that but my like full-time job is my app that's where all my focus goes but I have so enjoyed having people on the podcast I bring people from like the wellness space influencers onto the podcast and just talk about things that we're talking about right now that I'm obviously so passionate about so it's like a creative outlet like I get to talk to people that I wouldn't normally get to talk to um, and have conversations that I know are going to uplift and and inspire and encourage girls listening to live healthier and happier and to love themselves. So it's definitely um, something I'm really excited about, but I need to put more focus toward it, honestly, because I'm so focused on my app. But yeah, that's that. That's kind of just been for fun. And yeah. That's the the app is what I do full time. So I think it's been so great. Tell me if you agree in a time of such isolation over the past year to have a full 30 minutes to an hour with women that you've mostly never met before and to like talk about such in-depth topics and really dive deep with women that you've never met before it's been so incredible to just like feel connected and a part of a larger community over the past year. So I understand why it's like just a fun little side project for you because it really does. It's like connecting you with women and it doesn't matter if you haven't been consistent lately. It's like it's such a good tool for yourself too, like just to connect with other women and the audience loves it as well. But there's something so much cooler about it than any other platform because most other platforms, it's just you, but with podcasting, you're like bringing other people into it and having a conversation that wouldn't necessarily happen on YouTube or Instagram Live. So I think podcasting is just so special. It's also not live. There's no comments. It's like just an intimate conversation that you have with women around the world, honestly, because now it's all virtual. You can talk to people anywhere. So right. I, that's like my favorite part. It's so empowering. And I am a podcast junkie. I listen... I'm not kidding. I probably listen to like seven podcasts a day. Like Me I've too. been for years. I'm obsessed. And I wanted to give that to people. I The podcasts that I listen to leave me, like I said, feeling so inspired, uplifted, encouraged, like um, on top of the world. Like I love myself. I can do anything. And I was like, the fact that I could do that for someone else is so fun. So I'm like, why wouldn't I do this? Absolutely. I completely agree. And I actually listen to seven a day. So I need to know your favorites right now. (laughs) Okay. So they're not all like wellnessy. Lately, I don't know if I've been living under a rock, but this year I discovered the morning toast. I'm sure you know that. I literally (laughs) didn't know. So I've been listening to them every day. 
the Skinny Confidential. Uh, I like Rachel Mansfield's new podcast, Be Well by Kelly. Um, How I Built This, although lately I feel like he hasn't had, I feel like he was like repeating old episodes that I had already listened to. So I haven't listened to him in a while, but that's a go-to for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. The Lady Gang is like a fun love. It's like a fun outlet for me that's like not wellness, not entrepreneurship, and like I can just laugh. Um, But I would say the podcasts that I listen to the most are either like wellness or entrepreneurship. I'm the same. We have the same exact taste. And I... I, like, don't even listen to music that much. I'm, like, no. just podcast. So I'm the same way where, like, sometimes I don't want to learn anything. So then I have my podcast where it's just, like, pure entertainment, like Lady Gang, Caitlin Bristow's podcast, Morning Toast. Yeah. And then the bulk of it, though, is, like, the wellness, entrepreneurship, skinny confidential type of stuff. So I feel like we need to, like, create a master podcast list between oh the two gosh, of us. We're on the same page. So... Did you go through a period, like, you're very entrepreneurial, you have a podcast, you have the app, like, did you go through a period where you felt like you needed to have a corporate job, or you went to school for this, so I'm assuming you didn't, and it was just always, like, a natural path for you, but what was that like? Because I think a lot of us get feel the pressure from society or, or our parents or whoever it is to go a certain way after college with your degree. Um, so I'm curious if you felt that pressure or like not at all. Yes. So back when I was like a senior in college, I didn't know these podcasts existed. I was not surrounded by that world of starting your own business and like having an online presence like at all. And I knew I was obviously passionate about group fitness. I had been teaching it for four years at that point. Again, was a dancer my whole life. I'm like, I know like what my calling is, but I like... I'm not going to teach 35 classes a week and I can't sustain that like in-person classes. That's like what would be considered full time. And um, I had taught at this local yoga studio, like sculpt classes for those four years. And one of my co-instructors, mentor, boss, friend, I was, it was like spring of the year that I graduated from college. I was interviewing for jobs, like medical sales jobs, recruiting jobs. I had no idea. I, could even do anything in the fitness world as a full-time thing I left every interview being like what am I doing like I don't feel a connection to any of these jobs I don't know what I want to do with my life like I do but I don't and I was at coffee with this mentor friend of mine and she was like do your own thing like literally so this was in 2018 spring and she was like create a zoom link start working out people will join you and I think that by then that was like May, like I was just graduated and I still didn't have a job, didn't know what I wanted to do. And then August 1st of 2018, I launched, my cousin built me a website and I launched that website where it was like $9.99 a month. Um, I was streaming workouts on this website and got members that first day, obviously have grown and like evolved so much since then. But yeah, like I never had a normal job straight out of college. I started doing this. My parents are like the most encouraging supportive number one fans I could ever ask for like they both had like normal corporate jobs and this again wasn't really something that people around us were doing but they've always been like we have your back we believe in you like with your work ethic you can do anything Um, so I never felt that pressure from them which is amazing and the fact that I was able to live at home out of college was obviously super helpful and a privilege but yeah so we launched um the Fit For Me by Courtney app, which is like Fit For Me 2.0 after that original website in April of 2020. And that was a year in the making, the app, and launched in the middle of the pandemic, which was crazy. But that's kind of my story. And I don't know anything different. I couldn't imagine my life any other way. I work a lot and I probably work more than my friends, but I genuinely love it and wake up so excited every day. And I'm honestly a little obsessed and addicted to it. So (laughs) in in a good way. It's so cool, though. Like, I love hearing that you can genuinely love your job because some people work just as much as you're working, but they're miserable. And then it seeps into every other area of their life because, like, 
then they go hang out with their family, but they're just so stressed and like pissed off about their job that they can't. It's just like a whole spiral. So I always love having people on who say that they genuinely love their job. And yes, they work a lot, but they don't care. Like truly, you should just be so grateful that you did follow your intuition. And I can't help but also hear that you did have sort of like a mentor that guided you in the right direction. And I feel like it's so important. I, even with this podcast, like Natalie Barbu, I don't know if you know her. She is a YouTuber, a podcast host, and she was totally a mentor to me and was like, why don't you just start your podcast? Like, this sounds like a great idea. What are you waiting for? And sometimes you just need someone who's either been in that position, who's almost like an expander for you, or just anyone who can just like sort of be a mentor that's outside of your family and be like, you can do this and help you along the way and like sort of tell you that they can see it for you too. When you hear like someone else who's not just like your parent cheering you on, seeing it for you too, it means so much more and it's super empowering. And that's why I love these podcasts because I feel like even if you don't have that mentor directly, like Courtney and I are here telling you (laughs) that we we see it for you. Do the thing, yes. (laughs) And I feel like my long story short that I just said makes it sound a lot easier than it right. is and was um I went in depth in a whole solo podcast podcast episode on this and like I had multiple different jobs besides my online workouts for like the first two years um but as of like 2020 yeah it was since I launched my app and stuff this is what I do full-time but um yeah like I nannied and babysat and um did like one-on-one clients and health coaching and all that and then um since I am able to do the app full-time now like that has always been my number one passion and I was able to kind of let those other things go but yeah it's you got you got to like get down and dirty and um be working a lot but like you said there's no better feeling and it's been loving your job and it's been one of the biggest blessings of my life so feel very lucky And I think that's just another testament to like, if you know what you want to do and you see it for yourself, you're going to take a few years and still keep pushing and like getting down and dirty and hustling and making money in random ways because your vision is so clear. And if you just keep going, it will happen because the amount of people who, for example, like start a podcast, have this big vision, and then they're like two months in and they're like, well, I didn't blow up and I'm over it. Right. So when you compare it to them... If you just keep going, like you will get there. It takes years, but it's so when you love the journey and you're loving what you're doing, it's like not stressful sort of waiting for that big reward because you're enjoying the journey. So on that note, like what are some tips for someone who is listening, wants to put themselves out there online, whether it is as an instructor, you know, starting those Zoom classes or a podcast host or just anything in the entrepreneurship space or influencer space, what are some tips on like confidence and how to put yourself out there? I think just knowing everybody started somewhere. When I listen back to my podcast episodes in the beginning or my workouts in the beginning, I like literally cringe. Um, I, you know how you can like go back in your archives on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like your Instagram stories, like me talking to the camera in 2018 I literally can't even look like when those memories pop up I'm like delete like (laughs) so hard but like you evolve and and, like you get into your groove of like your style and how you talk to the camera and how you teach a fitness class and just from the beginning like you have to start somewhere just be yourself don't try to be another instructor don't try to be another podcast host like be you. That's what shines through. There is no one else in the world that's like you. And that's what's going to make you successful. If you're trying to be somebody else, then that's already out in the world and nobody's going to care. And just like, also, I remember in the beginning, especially talking to the camera on Instagram, when you have like a hundred followers and you're like acting like you're an influencer. I'm like, oh my gosh, the people that I was like most worried about were like, not like my closest family and friends, but like people from high school that like know me and like I'm like oh my gosh if they saw this I'd be so embarrassed but like you have to start somewhere and everyone evolves and now I'm like so confident in what I do and I don't even think about what other people think of me if anything and I'm like proud of what I'm putting out there and I'm like I hope people see this so eventually everything works out but just get over that fear and just do it otherwise you'll never evolve into where you want to be I like that advice because 
for example, if you're trying to get on YouTube or podcasting and you try it out and you have this vision in your head of like you sounding like you're the influencer that you admire most and then like you realize once you're in front of the camera or the mic like oh my god this does not come naturally I'm so cringeworthy and then you start getting hard on yourself so I think that's a great reminder like everyone started there you have to build a muscle and practice makes perfect it's never going to be perfect but I think that's a great reminder like you got to start somewhere and it doesn't mean that you're not going to evolve and get way better at it like down the line and you have to start or you're never going to get to that point. So I really like that advice. So when it comes to becoming a fitness instructor, specifically if someone's like, I don't know, stuck in a corporate job but loves working out and it's like, I want to make a complete 180, I want to become an instructor, what's your advice? Like how to get started in the fitness space? Um, yeah, I think side hustles are super powerful. Like you have a full-time job, right? On top of mm-hmm. this, like it doesn't mean that you can't do what you're doing. So just still do it. Obviously, like virtual workouts are massive right now. And so literally you can just start an Instagram live and lead a workout and save it to your IGTV. And, or if you're wherever you're living is starting to open up, like Um, get certified through a local studio and teach classes at a studio and invite your family and friends. That's where I started and um, just have fun with it. Don't put pressure on yourself. And I never really viewed it like teaching as a business. It was just something that like lit me up and I absolutely loved it. And if that's what you focus on, then everything kind of comes into fruition. Amazing. So let's get into our ending segment, which is fun facts and favorites. So we'll start with what is your morning routine? Pretty simple. Uh, Wake up, brush my teeth, brush my hair, do my skincare routine. Probably, let's see what I do. I do, I rinse with cold water and then I either air dry or like um, pat with a towel. And then I do rose water toner, vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, um, like under eye cream, sunscreen, brush my eyebrows up. I love Coco Kind, just very like simple clean ingredients, affordable. Um, That's like the bulk of my skincare routine, but I have like a couple other things that I incorporate in there. And then go down, well, usually before I go to bed, I put a full glass or water bottle of water by my bed. And then when I wake up, I like start drinking it right away. It just gets me in the habit of hydrating all day long. And so drink my water for sure before coffee. Um, come downstairs, literally lay on the floor and cuddle my two golden retrievers for a good 10 minutes. That's the best part ever. And then, um, yeah, coffee. And then, like I said, I write down, take two minutes to write down what I'm grateful for, affirmations. And then I'll write out like my to-do list on that same piece of paper in my planner. And then work out if I'm not recording workouts that day and start working by nine. Awesome. When do you feel your happiest? Um, I am such a homebody, like quality over quantity, my core group of people, my family, my best friends, my boyfriend, spending time with them, my boyfriend's family. Like, I like a simple life with my people. Agreed. That's when I feel my happiest, when I'm just like not thinking about anything else. And I'm just with my favorite people, quality time. It is truly the best part of life. It is. I know. That's like the meaning of life for sure. Totally. Okay. Lastly, what would be your last meal on earth? Um, when I read this question, I immediately thought <laughs> of this meal that my boyfriend Steven and I had when we were in Soho like a lot before COVID. It was um, Bar Pity. Have you been there? Italian? So good. I don't yeah, exactly. We don't even like when we go out to eat, we like rarely go and get pasta and Italian food. It's just not like mm-hmm. what we crave necessarily, but it was the best meal we've both ever had. So I would probably go back there. Now I like want to order that tonight. I'm jealous. <laughs> that sounds, you can. sounds so good. Okay. Well, awesome. thank you for joining us. Where can the people find you? Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Um, okay. So fit for me by Courtney on Instagram starting to post on TikTok too, if you're on TikTok. And then the Fit For Me by Courtney workouts are available in the App Store, which is Apple, Google Play, which is Android, and fitformebycourtney.com. 
and the Fit for Me by Courtney podcast available on Spotify, on my website, and Apple Podcasts. The workouts are so good. Truly amazing. So everyone try out her workouts and thanks for coming on. Thank you. So glad you love the workouts. That means everything. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there and I will see you guys next week. Bye.